0: In podcast form with Emma again. Yeah. Um, yeah, as we were both saying, this is a completely different day. Mm -hmm. Um, we are not recording these back-to-back. We are not block recording anything right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's go back to these questions. <laughs> we should have um, just both like, gotten like, a different shirt on, but yeah, you can like, I know, tell where we're wearing <laughs> this <laughs> underneath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely should have just like, put on like a jacket or something. <laughs> Somebody asked on, opinions on asparagus. I don't know. I think it's solid. I like asparagus. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, dog name ideas, please. Shakira. Name your dog Shakira. Do it. Then you go, Shakira, Shakira. Shakira <laughs> and then the dog comes. I literally I I've already mentioned this on the podcast, I think haven't we I? Are. Yeah, okay. I still I still regret that I didn't name my dog Shakira. So name your dog Shakira. Uh so, <laughs> soffers underscore. S-O-F-S-R-S underscore. Name your dog Shakira. Do it. I don't care if it's a boy. I don't care if it's a girl. It's Shakira now. Does Emma's dad still listen to the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, it was funny when I was visiting my family and when I was away, my uncle and my dad would just be talking about it and then I would like walk into the room. and <laughs> <laughs> That's so awkward. As I said, one of these times your uncle's going to come out here and visit... And he's going to, like, know me. And, like, I don't know yeah, him. Like, I'll, like, mention you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. Like, he knows, he knows so much more about you than, like, my mom does. <laughs> I love that. I love that for him. Um, I will say, hashtag get Katie on the pod. Um, we could do, I'm, like, a parent episode. I'm nervous. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm dad. nervous. I don't want to do it because... My mom would just, she would just have a lot of opinions, but I feel like your dad might also have a lot of opinions and might also want to, like, correct me on random stuff. I don't know, but I feel like if there is a podcast episode with my mom on it, it also has to include Emma's dad, and it just has to be the four of us, and yeah, but no, I don't just, just, just them, just not them. Us. Okay, and I like they just read through your thing and just... or I just don't give them a thing. Like they just make an episode and then I just have to roll with it after that. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm, somebody asked me if I would ever consider writing my own stories unrelated to the Marauders because they really like how I do my characters and world building and stuff. Um, and I will say um th- this is not the only world I got going. <laughs> This is the only one I talk about. I have always constantly since like the age of like 7 um had like alternate universes in my head or like these massive storylines or something. I learned that this was not common. I thought that everybody did this. Um I mean, I do, but there's not like a like a solid like I would write about this plot. Yeah. It's just like I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, I, and I do that too, but then sometimes they just get really, really, really elaborate. <laughs> um, so I do have a couple others, but I don't think I'm ever gonna, because I will say the energy it has taken to get this out there <laughs> has been a lot, <laughs> um, and I don't think I would do that for any of my other stuff, just for for funsies. Somebody asked how how we feel about Idaho? <laughs> I don't like Idaho. <laughs> oh, man. I've only been to a tiny part of Idaho. Yeah. I have been... I don't even know if I've actually been to Idaho, mm. but... I don't like Idaho. <laughs> and, yep, that's it. Um, somebody asked, favorite 70s song slash artist? I am a Billy Joel fan through and through. Yeah. So yeah um favorite artist for sure and then billy joel. um summer highland falls is my favorite song what about you oh i i love i like all of them i know oh my gosh let's see <laughs> i have an album right over there i got a vinyl of a billy joel record and i think it's gonna become decor in my college room <laughs> I really, I really like The Entertainer. That one's just, Mm. it's a fun one. It is a good one. That one was good to see live because, you know, it was kind of ironic because he, hes like, yeah, he was thinking about how he's never going to be successful and (laughs) he's like, now I'm playing Madison Square Garden completely sold out, you know, so. (laughs) How would you cast the Marauders in High School Musical? (laughs) I think, I think you gotta put James' trolley. (laughs) well yeah obviously he is Troy um but gosh do I remember anybody's names and then Lily's Gabriella obviously Mm -hmm. I mean it has to be I mean I feel like they all just fall naturally but is it shocking to say serious as Sharpay (laughs) I was just gonna say like Chad I feel like Remus has to be Chad, (laughs) which would no. Actually, that's so weird. He would be. He would be. Who's the guy who makes creme brulee? That would be Remus. Creme (laughs) brulee. Um. (laughs) Who's the girl that's like, I want to pop and lock. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever that is. Um, this gotta be like my my mom's. Like friends with her. (laughs) (laughs) What (laughs) apparently. Oh my gosh. Okay, my voice teacher is so funny because like she never mentioned that she knew all these famous people. And then like the other week, okay, I'm obsessed with Jeremy Jordan. Played played um Jack Kelly in Newsies on Broadway and became the love of my life that day and it's never changed. Um, And she's like, "Oh yeah, I like met him." And like Boston had a nightmare about him once because you talked about him so much. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I talked about Jeremy Jordan a lot, (laughs) and he's still. I know I've stopped talking about him, but he's still like the love of my life. I want you to know that. Like he's never gonna go away. I love Jeremy Jordan. (laughs) No, but I recently found out the podcast. Oh, (laughs) Jeremy Jordan, if you're listening. Um, I'm a big fan. No, but um, my my voice teacher, apparently, like, uh, any other Broadway people, if you know Lara Unis, who's, like, done a bunch of stuff with Jeremy Jordan, yeah, she was like, oh, yeah, like, went to high school with her and stuff. I was like, girl, what the heck? <laughs> and so, like, yeah, just random people. But your aunt knows, yeah. <laughs> knows the pop lot, girl, so it's all good. <laughs> who's Peter? Oh, who's Peter? Peter is... <laughs> Troy's dad. <laughs> no. Yeah. Or or like Professor Sterling is Troy's dad. <laughs> Just like the vibes, you know? Like not Effie or Monty, no. It's it's <laughs> Professor Sterling. I don't know. Peter is um No, he can't he can't he doesn't fit anywhere. Because they don't have just normal people at our No, school. they don't. They're all wacky and wild. He's just collectively, everybody he is... Stick to the stuff you know. <laughs> that's Sharpay. No, that's everybody. Yeah, but she's like the... Oh my gosh. She's... I could just really picture Sirius belting out every single part that Sharpay sings, ever. But anyway, I feel like we need to move on into the we need to skedaddle on into the episode so guys we're like actually at the quidditch world cup now we're skedaddling right on into the episode and we're at the quidditch world cup um so unfortunately i did i think about who is playing where it's located is it literally any different from it was when when harry (laughs) (laughs) is it any different from when harry went to it no it's it's the exact same (laughs) because that's how my brain works and i was like i don't know um, so, yeah. So, it didn't come up with teams, didn't do- Yeah, it's just how it is. Um, but yeah, so they're, like, in that giant- Did the- did the cannons make it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, yes. say the, we'll say the cannons did it. Um, and so everybody from James's entire town is just there. <laughs> yeah. Um. They all have season tickets. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> the Potters buy them for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know how, like, they said, like- because they all have to like camp out at these random sites or whatever. So they're doing that again. Um, but in the books, it was like the people with the cheaper tickets had to. get there super early and like stay there the longest and stuff like that and then the people who had more expensive tickets just basically showed up for the game and could leave. But like in order to maintain the secrecy of the event, like they had to stagger arrivals and stuff like that. So technically the potters could like get there morning of and like be fine mm-hmm. and then just leave right after, but they're like we got to give you guys the experience cuz they definitely like as kids went to like and were there forever and stuff like that. So They get there, um, like, a couple days early, and then, you know, and are there a couple days after as well. Um, But yeah, so when they get there, Marlene and her family are already there, and, like, they took Dorcas along, and it's, like, a good time. Um, And, like, as soon as they get there, they're all just, like, hanging out. Um, And, of course, um, Sirius is, like, immediately, like, okay, so, like, didn't want to ask in writing, but what about the order? And Marlene and Torgas are like, okay, this is not the time or the place, and why later? Um, Yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of the end of that. That's the thing. I meant to come back to that, and then I just never did, and I was like, whoops. Uh, But anyway, so Sirius's hair is, like, not really short anymore, but it's definitely not as long as it used to be. Um, And so it's, like, causing, like, some comments, but he just kind of brushes it off as, like, okay, listen, I thought it would look good, okay? I was wrong. Sometimes we can be wrong. It's allowed. It's like, you're telling me you have never made a mistake? (laughs) They're like, no, (laughs) never. um, But, yeah, so, anyway, they end up being the center of a lot of conversations held by, like, other students from Hogwarts who happen to be there because um, James and Sirius are friends now. And if you'll remember,
1: oh, they yeah. kind of faked they're this whole, up. like,
0: fight and everything, and now they're just, like, chilling, and they're like, oh, yeah, we did do that. So, like, there's all these people, and they're like, what drama happened? And they it just, like, start, trick. like, saying, like, random rumors and stuff. Um, <laughs> Everyone says something different. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just a whole thing. Um, so, yeah, so everybody's talking about them already. Um, and so they get their tent set up, and then Lily and James, like, start to, like, just go off and explore and, like, see people, um, and other people just kind of go their separate ways, too, and Effie and Monty are, like, already becoming besties with, like, the people next door who I have decided are Russian, um, and they're just, like, I think Effie, like, speaks Russian randomly. (laughs) I feel like that fits her character. I feel like there is no explanation needed. And so they're, like, already, like, let's have tea. They're, like, already besties and everything. Um... So, yeah, but Lily and James are wandering around. They see random people from, like, school and from Chudley and, like, family friends of the Potters um, who are all just like, James, you're getting so tall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it's, like, a whole thing. Uh, and eventually they run into Harper Morganstern, who is a Hufflepuff prefect in their year. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Lily, how are you? She runs up. She hugs her. Um, and, like, they, they're not, like, close, but, like, they did a bunch of prefect rounds together yeah. the previous year. So she's like, yeah, whatever. Um, and she's like, so, have you heard anything about head boy and girl? I've been asking around, like, still, nobody's heard anything. Um, and Lily's like, hmm. Um, but she looks at James and he's just, he's not ready. He's like, please, no. Um, and there's like, they've only been there, like, an hour, and there's already like, rumors about him starting. <laughs> and so he's <laughs> like, uh, and so she's like, you know what? No, I haven't heard anything either. It's so crazy. Um, and is like, oh my gosh, they have to get on with, like, the picking. Like, I mean, really, like, term starts and like, Less than two weeks. What is taking them so long? And Lily's like, I don't know. That's crazy. Um, and she's like, honestly, we all just thought it was like a slam dunk for you and Bradley. And Lily's like, why would you talk Bradley. about him? She's like, I literally hate that man. And she's like, well, I have. To... She's like, well, you know, I expected that's why it was taking it so long. Because like you said you didn't want to be with him. and But like everything and like that maybe that was causing drama. And Lily's like, no, that that was not it. And she's like, oh, well, that's kind of what everybody thinks. Um, but anyway, they continue the conversation a little bit, um, until a familiar face catches Lily's eyes behind Harper, and it's Julie. Um, and she sees Lily, too, and for a second, like, neither of them, like, know what to do. Like, they had planned on talking to each other, but, like... They're like, I, like, what, hey? (laughs) How y'all doing? (laughs) That TikTok's out. Um, So, yeah, so Lily breaks off the conversation with Harper and, like, starts walking towards Julie. And James is, like, right by her side. He's like, what do I do? Like, how do I help? And she's like, just stay nearby. And he's like, okay, do you you protect? How do I do this? (laughs) Um, And she's, like, literally just like, you're fine. Um, And she's like, just stay nearby. And so he does. And he, like, wants to, like, You know reach down and give her hand like a squeeze of encouragement but then he's like that's weird that's too much okay so he's like good luck (laughs) and i'm like um and then just holds back okay so julie uh so when lily approached julie the first thing julie said was like listen like if this is a bad time like we don't have to and lily's like no it's fine like me and harper we're done talking anyway um i want to hear what you have to say um and she's not like angry she's not lily's not like immediately thrilled or anything but just because she's not, like, angry, Julie's like, oh, my gosh, Lily was so nice. What the heck? Um, she's like, she always forgave people. And that's, like, what, why she stayed friends with Snape for so long. Um, and Julie kind of figured that, like, her time with, like, the boys had, like, kind of hardened that a little bit. Um, or like, you know, losing her friends had made her less forgiving, but here she was just being like, yeah, I want to give you a chance. And Julie's like, it feels exponentially oh. worse about everything because of that. Cause she's just like, oh my gosh, I treated her so bad. And she's like, I am so sorry. And Lily's like, why don't we go somewhere else? Somewhere more private. Um, and because Lily's like, this does not feel like a crowded <laughs> path type of conversation. Um, and she's like, my tents have my family in it, and they're all completely full. And she's like, okay, then let's go to the potters then. And Julie's like, she's so nice. (laughs) Um, anyway, so they do. Um, and although Julie has, like, practiced, like, a million times what she was going to say to Lily, and, like, how she would explain, like, the horrible friendship dynamic that was, like, created with, you know, all of those girls, um, and how it really didn't have to do with Lily specifically, or even Muggleborn specifically, and it was just like something that kind of made them all feel better about themselves. And now she just like feels like none of her explanations will like do anything. She's like, this is just bad. So she's basically like, I kn- I knew it was wrong, I did, but somehow like it didn't it didn't feel that way. It didn't feel like we were being horrible. So I tried to convince myself that like we weren't being horrible. Um, she's like, I, I tried to convince myself it's, like, just, like, stupid Hogwarts drama that, like, didn't really have to do with you being muggle-born, and that everybody else was just being way too sensitive, but it was, that's not true. I, I, it was really horrible, and, like, I know that. Um, and she's like, and honestly, with all the stuff that's been happening in the ministry and, like, everything in the news, and, like, (laughs) she's like, everything in, you know, the Daily Prophet when they feel like reporting, um... She's like, I think the others know it, too. I've had conversations with Margaret and Amber, and it, it's just all horrible, Lily. Um, and she's like, and the whole point of why I wanted to talk to you wasn't to win you back. I I get it. If you don't want to be friends with me, you don't have to be. But I need you to know that I'm not one of those people that, like, you've been reading about. Like, you're as good of a witch as me. You're better, actually. You belong here in this world, and I'm so sorry if I made you feel otherwise. Mm. Um, and so Lily kind of expects her to stop at that point, but then she just keeps on going. She's like, I don't know why some people from muggle families just suddenly get magic, and frankly, that's always confused me, because, like, it obviously runs in families, but, like, then you just appear. Um, and she's like, and so when other people started talking about those theories, I just, like, bought into it, and it was easier than it should have been, and I don't know why I ever let them change my idea of you, but... And now it just is stupid and horrible, but I just, I don't know. I wanted an answer to everything, but obviously there's not an answer to everything. Um, And she's like, the point was I was stupid. Uh, I don't believe any of it anymore. I haven't for a long time since before Mary left. And, you know, I'm sorry it took me so long to leave too, but I just want you to know, like, I'm on your side. Um, And Lily's like, I get it. And... She's like, you do? And Lily's like, no, (laughs) not really. Um, She's like, but I can understand you a bit better now. And Julie, like, nods and she's like, I'm just so sorry. And She's like, I know you are. And, like, it's true. Like, Lily knew Julie and, like, she was being completely genuine. And, like, a part of her, like, Lily always does, just wants to be like, I forgive you and, like, it's over and Mm -hmm. it's done and it's, like, all good. Um, And she can just completely forget everything. But, like... it's different. Like this wasn't like how it was with Mary because Mary stayed longer because like she was a muggle too and didn't really want to be kind of target like that dynamic. But like Julie wasn't gonna, you know, become a target if she stood up for her. And so she's like, that's kind of different. Um, and so she's like, I miss you, Julie. I really did. And Julie's like, I miss you too. And she's like, but I, I can't like just move on like right now. Mm -hmm. And Julie's like, yeah. Um, and she's like, I think I just like need time. Um, and Julie's, like, of course, you know, I needed time, too, and I took more than my fair share of it. Um, but, she, but Lily's, like, I can't deal with, like, hostility between us, though. Like, I, I can't, I can't do it. Um, and Julie's, like, yeah. Um, and Lily's, like, so no secrets, no, like, not looking at each other, just, like, neutrality. Like, can we just be totally neutral? And Julie's, like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and she's like, and Lily, like, Amber and Margaret really do feel the same as me. Like, they do. And, like, we're going to talk to Eden, too. And she's like, the last one. Um, she's like, the point is, you and Mary are more than welcome to stay in our dorms this year. And, like, if you want. If you don't want to, that's fine. But, like, you don't have to stay away anymore. Um, and Lily nodded, and that was pretty much the end of that conversation. <sighs> so, kind of yay. kind of Kind of we're getting there. Not Julie's not gone. I feel like a lot of people thought I forgot about her. I did not forget about her. She's been here, just her arc had not come yet. Um but yeah, so let's get let's get into into some other stuff. Um, so the next few days passed by like super fast. Like Marlene and Dorcas um are just like always in the pottery's like gigantic tent. And I feel like I kinda have to explain this tent. I feel like it's it's like a full thing. Like, you know, it's like if we thought the Weasley's tents were intense, haha, <laughs> intense. No, okay. If we thought their tents were like extravagant, like they were poor, um, these tents are like just houses, you know. Oh like you just walk in, it just looks like a normal tent, but you walk in, it's just a house. But anyway, um, but the big room, it's like meant still like for camping though. So they have like a more central room, and then Effie and Monty have their own room, and then there's just a giant room full of, like, bunk beds, and, like, that's just where everybody is. It's, like, camp, um, and it's just, you know, everybody's always hanging out in there, um, and so there's just, like, always random Hogwarts people there. Marlene and Dorcas are always there, um, and stuff. I don't think Mary's, like, even, like, here, but if she, if she were, she would be there, too. They have these you know late night talks and stuff they ask marlene and dorcas about like hey so like the order like what's been what's been going on with this and dorcas is like okay so i joined the order um and like yeah been pretty awesome and marlene is like so i did not and i am not really allowed to and they were like bro what the heck um and she's like yeah so it turns out my parents not as chill as I thought they were. Um, she kind of has more pure-blood parents, too. And she's like, and they just want me to stay out of everything. And, like, honestly, they kind of lean more towards Voldemort. Um, And so I'm not – I can't do anything. And I feel like it's going to cause so many issues if I do join. So I'm just going to have to sit back and, and really not do anything, at least for a while. And they're like, dang, that's crazy because Marlene was, like, so set on joining the Order. Wow. Um, and now she's not. Um so that's a, a thing but we'll come back to that at a later date. Anyway, more fun stuff though. Um <laughs> anyway, so the uh, they're all they're just like playing card games. I did post this on my story. I feel like Lily's dad on his last visit like home to America got the card game Uno. <laughs> um and then just was like taught Lily how to play it and like they loved it and so then Lily brought it here and like everybody in the entire like just, like, many a deck was, like, copied via Magic, and so then, like, everybody suddenly had Uno here. Um, And so, am I saying Lily Evans single-handedly brought Uno to the UK? Yes, I am. Um, So, yeah, but they just, like, I can just imagine so many intense Uno games at this stage, just with everybody, just, it would just be such a good time. Um, Yeah, I I just needed that in my life. Um, but a lot of Lily's time was also spent listening to James being way, so, just so excited about this game, um, and explaining everything about Quidditch to her about five times, which was good, because every time somebody explains to her how Quidditch is played, she immediately forgets. Um, and so, like, she always, like, knows, like, right before games, but then she's always like, wait, I don't remember what these <laughs> things are, and so she's just a constant explanation, and she's like, yes, thank you, and then James just, like, rambles James on. James is ready to like, go. Yeah, he's always ready to explain it again. Um, but finally, the day of the game was here. Everyone headed up towards the arena, which was just, like, insane to be in. This is another thing that I have mentioned in TikToks, but have not yet mentioned. Lily, or I don't think so, uh, which is that Lily is absolutely terrified of heights. And it was already, like, a thing. It was her own personal struggle to make it up to the Quidditch stands, like, at school. And those are nothing compared to this. And so, like, they have to go up, like, through, like, the scaffolding and, like, you know, stadium seating and stuff like that. And she's just, like, <laughs> gripping the walls and, like, making it up. But she's not stopping. But, yeah, so she's terrified of heights secretly. Um, and so it ends up being, like, James and... Um... James and Remus have to be like on either side of her as they're walking up the stairs, and she's like linked arms with both of them and is like so angry and they're going up like one step at a time and everybody has to go around them because she's and she's so embarrassed, but she's like, I'm making it to these freaking seats, and it's happening oh, wow. um but it's it's good. they're having they're having a good time. Everybody's like Sirius and Peter are just like laughing at her because why does she agree to come to this? <laughs> Um, but she's like, I'm doing it, I'm gonna be here, and I'm gonna be a good, fun member of the group. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Oh, Lily. So yeah, it's all fun, it's all good, everyone's having a good time, um, and then, I'm so sorry. And then Sirius catches sight of them, his parents, (gasps) with Regulus. Um, he had, like, gotten up, they had finally gotten to the seats, which had taken a very long time, um, and he's, like, getting up to get food or something, and he, like, sees them, and just, like, stops dead. And, like, thank goodness Remus noticed. Um, but when he, like, finally, he gets up and, like, gets out of his seat and pushes past everybody, Sirius is, like, already spiraling. He's just, like, full panic mode. Um, and so Remus, like, pulls him into, like, the most secluded area he could find, which is, like, not ideal because they're literally, like, so high up in a stadium in, like, the scaffolding with, like, a roaring crowd and everybody around them. It's not a good time. <laughs> um And so... Sirius ba- barely manages to like explain what's happening um but like first thing Remus is like did they see you too and he's like Regulus did but I don't I don't and but um Remus is like in the others and he's like no I don't think so um but he's like Remus what if the rest of them are here like my cousins my aunts and uncles like if they like Quidditch too what the heck like they could be here and he's like you're safe here we're with the Potters we're surrounded by tons of people what are they gonna do? And Sirius is like, I want to go back. I want to go back to the tent. I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. And Remus is, Remus is just so sad. And he's like, his his heart is like, oh, come on, dude. But then there's something else. Anger. (laughs) Anger that anybody could like do this to Sirius ever. And so he's like, you know, we can go if you want to. We can't. But Sirius, I think you should stay. Um. And that kind of pulls Sirius out of it for a second because, like, this whole summer, Remus had just basically let Sirius, like, set all the rules, do whatever he needed to do. Um, And he's like, why? And Remus is like, because screw them. That's why. You've been looking forward to this for, like, literal years. You've done so much without them. You don't need them. You've moved on from your life and, like, everything they wanted you to have um and like the very thing they'd want you to do is like be sad and miserable in the tent missing all the fun and I think that's bs um and he's like listen if you want to leave let's leave but it's your call and like because the whole point of you leaving um of you leaving them like in general was to not let them control you anymore to not let them hurt you and Sirius is like you're right um, and so he, like, pulls himself together, and he's like – and Remus is like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to stay. He's like, then we're going to freaking stay. <laughs> um, he's like, we're going to stay, and you're going to have the time of your life. And, the- and if they see you, like, all, all, all the better, you know? You're perfectly safe here, so let's have fun. Um, and so Sirius walks back into the stadium, like, head held high with Remus right behind him, and he just totally lets himself get lost in the game. Um, he doesn't even notice Remus – Definitely whispering something to Mr. Potter, being like, "Dude, like they're here," um, but he just has the time of his life. The game lasted hours and is like this total riveting experience. It's perfect, um, and Sirius like almost forgot the whole experience of like seeing his parents almost. Um, but whenever he remembered, all he had to do was just squeeze Remus's hand and like he's there and he's like, "Yes, I'm here to have a good time and it's all good." Um. So yeah. So. I hate to tell you this, but a lot of the Quidditch World Cup isn't actually the Quidditch World Cup. It's all the other stuff that happens. And so we really don't get to see that. You get to think of that your own. That's your own version, you know. Um, But they totally, they all just had a fantastic time. Um, Like, even Lily, even though it took her, like, a solid long time in order for her to calm down from, like, being up so high. (laughs) Um, And she's completely embarrassed by the entire experience. But still, she had a great time the game was fantastic. Everyone's just, like, going through everything, and, like, they all have those binoculars, like, from the books and stuff, um, and they're, like, re everything, like, a million times. Um, and Effie is, like, definitely, like, they're walking back, um, to their tent, and Effie's, like, definitely insisting that she knew exactly what was going on, although she barely kept up with the entire thing and was just happy to be there. Um, but, yeah, so they're all just talking and stuff, but as they're walking back, James quickly notice, um, as they return to the tent that his dad isn't there. He's like, Effie, where's dad? And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. Um, and, like, when the others, like, leave into, like, the giant room or whatever, where they're, where they're all, like, sleeping, he, like, asks her again. And she's like, okay, Sirius' biological family is here. Um, Sirius had seen them earlier, but they didn't notice him. That is until we were walking back. Monty hung back to make sure nothing happened. And James is like, great, that's, oh, lovely, love that for us. Fantastic. Um, he's like, I'm not going to do anything night. here, right? And she's like, I don't pretend to know what that family would do and what they wouldn't do. Um, and she's like, okay, but, like, I want everybody to be happy. Um, and she's like, it's just for me and, me and your dad to worry about, like, everything is going to be fine. And James is like, yeah. And she's like, but, James, like, keep an eye on Sirius, please, for the next couple of days. <laughs> um, as long as we're here, like, please don't let him out of your sight. And he's like, yeah. Um, so that night lasted well into the morning in the Potter tent. Like, (laughs) it was, like, party time. Um, most, most of, like, the kids, like, stayed up to, like, watch the sunrise. Um, and, like, they eventually, like, decided to get up a couple, they decided to get, like, a couple hours of sleep, though. Um, and most of them, like, started to get up for, like, the morning at, like, 1230. And by most of them, (laughs) I mean, like, three people. And the rest of them were just sleeping. Um, but yeah, so the first shift of people that were, like, leaving for the day and leaving the campsite, um, was at 2. Um, and so when James Sirius and Marlene, who, um... Marlene, even though it wasn't her tent, she had definitely fallen asleep with the potter's tent, like, just on the ground, and they were like, well, we can't move her. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, they kind of get up first, and there's, like, all these people, like, trying to get their tents together and, like, trying to, like, clean up everything from the night before, and so they're just like, you know what, like, let's help them out. And so they're, like, out walking around just helping out people. Um, and there's, like, quite a bit to do. I mean, everywhere there's, like, people needed help taking down their tents, removing charms, levitating large amounts of trash, incinerating large amounts of trash, which, you know, <laughs> they, they really enjoy doing. I don't know why fire was on the brain when I was writing these episodes. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 a good time. And so at one point, James and Marlene are putting out some fires that have been made to burn the trash. With sand, of course. They're, they're yep. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know... And then like a group of people that do not speak uh, serious, that do not speak English, uh, were just kind of motion like serious over and they're like, we don't know how to put away our tent. <laughs> and he's like, okay, so he's helping them do that. Um, and you know, it's a good time. He's trying to speak to these people. They have no idea what's going on. They're laughing. It's a good time. Um, until he feels a cold hand grip his shoulder. Um, and he could barely move as he like hears like Wahlberg's voice in his ear. Like, don't you dare make a scene. Do you understand me? Um, and Sirius just panics. He's, like, it feels like he's about to scream, like, about to warn people, um, warn the people that he was helping, but then he, like, feels her wand at his back, and he just can't think clearly or, like, do anything at all. And so, while Berga, in, like, her fake polite way is like, oh my gosh, I really have to take him, like he just keeps on going somewhere. We gotta clean up our own stuff here. And like they don't really understand her words, but they, they see that like she looks just like him and they're like, oh yeah, and they, and they just let him go. Um, and it is truly a miracle that James caught sight of Walburga and Sirius leaving through the crowd. Um, and he just like completely stops short and he's like, Marlene. And she like s- spun, spins around like grinning, expecting to see like another sand sculpture um, <laughs> that they had been making. It's not a sand um, sculpture. Yeah, no. And instead she just sees like the worst look she's ever seen on James's face. And he's like, Walburga, she has serious. And Marlene is like, oh shoot. Um, And then she looks and like sees where James is looking and she just like starts to run towards him and James grabs her and is like, no, we can't. She will hurt us or him or both for sure. Um, And she's like, I don't care. We can't just leave him. And he's like, we can't go against her. Marlene, you, okay. And he's like, okay, you watch them. Don't get any closer. Don't let her see you. And I will be right back. James ran as fast as he has ever run before those morning runs pay off, man. Um, He just like flies down the path um in between tents like through makeshift front yards around random pets that are probably dragons um and just burst into his parents tent and he's like just yelling that you know she had serious, um and his dad like drops his coffee cup and his mom is like already out of the tent and and is like not even asking where and his dad is like wait where are they um and he's, like, right by the front, like, Marlene's there. He's, like, you left Marlene? And he's, like, I – and he's, like, just stay here, James. Stay in the tent. Nobody leaves this tent until everybody's back here safely. Do you understand? And he's, like, yeah. And so then Monty leaves. Um, and so James just stands there and is, like um, – and he, he's, his thoughts are just, like, flooding him. And he's, like, should he have, like, gone after Sirius himself? Like, had he wasted too much time getting his parents? And he just feels so incredibly guilty because this wouldn't have happened if he hadn't let Sirius out of his sight um and specifically like this is exactly what his mom told him to do um and so he like almost breaks down right then and there and then he remus is like prongs like why are you so loud um and he's like barely woken up at this point and james just turns to him and like his face just says it all and remus is like what happened and he's like it's serious as like all that he could manage and remus already knows and he's like his parents um And James is like, it was Walburga. my parents just went after him. And Remus, like, grabs his wand, he's like, where? And he's like, no, we can't leave here. And he's like, I'm going after him, James. And he's like, no, no one's leaving, my dad said, because, um, and it's because I didn't listen to them in the first place, which is why this all happened. Um, and he just gets louder and louder as, like, that sentence started going. And then Remus is like, what? And he's like, I was supposed to keep him in my sight, and I didn't for just one second. And now all this happened and he just sits like collapses into a chair and puts his head in his hands he's like um and he's like my mom and dad will find him remus but we would only get in the way um and so remus just sits down too and then like the other people are starting to like get up because obviously they made a lot of noise and so then sirius i'm so sorry guys i'm so sorry anyway Um, Sears would often look back at this moment as, like, the most terrifying of his life because he always thought, like, if he was captured by, like, bad guys, like, adrenaline would just kick in and he'd just, like, pew and just, like, be out of there and, like, totally be cool. But the opposite happened. Uh, while they are in public, he knew, like, he needed to, like, scream, like, cause a commotion, like, do something to get people to pay attention to them, to, like, slow the process down at least. Um, but every fiber of his being is, like, trying to, like, nothing is happening, Um, And so he's just, like, walking with her and just, like, walked with her to, like, where she brought him, which was, like, off of the campsite into, like, a wooded area. Um, And then he's like, oh, my gosh, I just missed my chance. Like, I just didn't do anything. What the heck? Um, And so he's bracing for, like, the worst, but, like, it doesn't come yet. You know, it's all just, like, words. She had seen him with Lily the night before. And that was a big dealio. Um, He had been standing next to her, like... At the Quidditch World Cup and then he like helped her down from her seat afterwards and she's like been grabbing on to him and like everything and they were laughing and stuff and his mom's really livid about that um, like her son was seen in public like interacting with like a mudblood or whatever uh, but the words she's saying are really not getting to him at all it's like she's speaking to him like behind like this bubble um, and he's like kind of coming back to himself in the bubble um, it's he finally realized like he's like I don't have my wand. She definitely took it from me. And then he's looking around and it's like on the ground behind her and he's like vaguely aware of like some minor curses hitting him of like her yelling at him. But all he could focus on is he's like, my wand is over there. And he's like, if I can get it, if I can summon it, something might happen. Um, And he's never done, like, wandless and wordless magic yet, but he's like, you know, there's a first time for everything. So he's just focusing on that and, like, barely even knows what's happening. Um, Everything is just outside of this bubble until finally the bubble pops at the voice of Euphemia Potter who is like, drop your <gasps> wand. My and it goodness. is, like, the most intense voice he has ever heard from her. And so finally he comes to, he realizes that Walburga is, like, practically standing over him, that he's on the ground, that his face definitely stings, like, a lot. Um, and that Effie Potter and is, like, right behind Walburga, uh, pointing her wand, like, directly at her head. And Monty's, like, right behind her. And so then they each, like, took a side and, like, came around her, like, like, they're in the middle and like they came around um anyway so they each take a side and they're walking around um both pointing her wand both pointing their wands at um Walburga and Monty like gets Sirius's wand um in the process and Monty's like you've been caught there's no use keeping up this charade that Sirius has been lying to us because looky here we're seeing it ourselves um and if he's like drop your wand she's like it is all or over Walburga um but Monty is trying to like hand Sirius's wand to him, like over his shoulder, because now they're behind Sirius and facing her. Um and so he tries to hand him his wand over the shoulder, and that was a big mistake. Because Wahlberg is like, get away from my son, and she sends a curse straight to Monty's hand, which was holding Sirius's wand. Um and the curse like went right past Sirius' shoulder. Um and, you know, he flinches away, but it hits Monty's hand. Um, and the wand is dropped, but Sirius, like, just without thinking, just lunges to it and finally gets it back in his hand and is immediately pointing it out while Walburga, um, and Walburga is, like, smirking at him, and she's like, Sirius, put that down this instant, and he doesn't move, and she's like, you are my son, not theirs, and you will listen to me, uh, and she's, she, it's not good, but he still doesn't do anything, and she yells, Sirius, and sure enough, he finally, like, flinches his wand and, like, doesn't point it at her anymore, and she's like, good. Now, this whole vacation that you took this summer has gone on entirely too long, and you're coming back with us today. Now. Um, and <laughs> Effie's like, mm, no, he won't. Serious, go back to the tent. Um, and it, Wahlberg is like, I think you're forgetting that that's my son, and you have no legal right to be doing what you've been doing, you know. Um, and Effie's like, serious, back to the tent. Um... And Sirius, you know, looks back at Montu, who's, like, still pointing his wand at Walburga, while, sin- while simultaneously clearly being in, very, uh, in a lot of pain from his other hand. Um, and he's like, he doesn't feel like he can leave them. Um, walburga spoke, spoke to Sirius now, and he's like, this little game you've been playing ends today, Sirius. You will return home now. You will obey. And Sirius just, like, sees this flash in his mother's eyes that he had only seen once before the day he left. But then Effie's like, serious, love, back to the tent, now, run. And it finally hits him, and he finally just books it out of there. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. Do I need, like, a little break? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I also love how the camera just died. That was really great. Um, And by really great, I mean I didn't like it at all. Anyway, let's finish this up. It's okay. It's okay, Emma. (gasps) (sighs) Anyway, as he's running, he has no idea what's happening behind him. He just hears like vague screams of his mom, and then he gets back on the path um, and he sees others staring at him like something's going on here. Um, But he doesn't care. He just keeps on running until he, like, Runs into two other people who had been calling his name and then like leapt in front of him like trying to stop him and he screams and he's like Trying to curse them and then he finally recognized them. It's Marlene and Dorcas um, Who had been vibing in Marlene's tent and who she went and got anyway um And Doris is like, what happened? And Marlene is saying, okay, you've got to calm down. You're literally sending everybody into a panic. There is so much blood on your face right now. And he's like, he didn't even know. Um, And he's like, I've got to get to the potters. And she's like, okay, we're coming to idiot. Um, And so then they're all running to the potters. um, And when they reach the tent, he just goes straight into Remus's arms. And he has a cut on his face and the blood is getting everywhere, but it really wasn't that bad of a cut. It just looked really bad. Um, and so Lily, like, goes straight into the kitchen to find something that's going to help. And she comes back to him with, like, a cool rag, starts blotting his face. And the others just, like, give him space. And Remus completely thought it would be, like, hours until Sirius was going to talk about it. Um, but his to his surprise, it only took, like, a couple minutes. Uh, and then he's like, your dad, James. Like, she hurt him. Um. And he's, he's angry, and James is like, he's going to be fine. Um, he's like, they told me to run for it, but I should have stayed. I should have helped them. And he's like, no, you shouldn't have. They're experienced wizards, and we are still in school. <laughs> um, you know? Um, but he's like, still, they shouldn't be there alone. And like, he looks like he's going to get ready to get up and leave. And then they hear a pop of like apparition right outside the tent door. And James, Lily, Marlene, Dorcas, and even Peter, wands are immediately at the front door. Um, but luckily, it's just Effie and Monty, um, and so they come in and they're like, "It's all right. It's just us. Well, Burger won't be coming anywhere near Sirius, not now and not ever again." Yay! Good for them. Um, you didn't just say "Yay!" After that. I'm so sorry. Okay. <sighs> Listen, this is another thing. I feel like the whole beginning part of this season was like some of the first stuff I thought of and what I ended up building a lot of the world off of, but it's just really sad. And so like, I can't change it though. It's in my brain and it's not going away. Um, so yeah, sorry about that. Um, but Effie and Monty were purposely very vague about what happened after Sirius left, but they're like, nothing nothing got violent, no more curses were thrown or anything. But, um, but there were definitely threats. Um, and Effie was like, but it's hard to threaten someone when like, you know that they've been abusing their kid um, and so it's like, it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard for her to have any leverage on us. Um, and so she's like, so we all agreed to just go our separate ways. Um, and although they insisted, like, no one would dare come near Sirius, they're all like, okay, but we're all going to stay in the tent and be, or be accompanied by one of us for, um, the rest of the time while, while we're here. Um, and privately they asked Sirius if, like, they wanted to, if he wanted to leave, like, right away, like, leave early and just go back to the Potters and, like, that's it. Um, But Sirius didn't want to, like, even after everything that happened, he's still, like, in the mindset of the day before. He's like, they're not going to ruin my fun. They're not controlling me anymore. Like, so what? They're here. It's whatever. Um, And so they're like, you know what? Fine. Um, So after about, like, an hour and a half of sadness and talking with everybody, Sirius is like, okay, we're doing something fun. Um, And so he invites, like, practically everybody he knows over for, like, more Uno, more cards. And Sirius (gasps) is just the life of the party pretending that, like, nothing is wrong and, like, it's all fine and stuff. Now, is this the healthiest way of dealing with things? Absolutely not. But, you know, it's the one that he's doing. (laughs) Um, And so he's just kind of there and everybody's like, you know what? Sure. Like, yeah, we're just going to it's all good Um, because he like refused to be sad. He's like, I'm not going to wallow anymore. I've had too much of this during the summer. Um, Yeah. So the evening's going great. Um, They definitely devolved into a game of truth or dare where it was all just dares. Um, and it's really good. Um, and Sirius is having, has the best questions and the best dares and like everything. And it's great um, until until Regulus until Regulus Black uh, appeared at the tenth mm. entrance. Um, so the party was only happening in like the the back room with like all the bunk beds and stuff. Uh, and so they couldn't see like out to the front. And so the only ones that were there were Effie and Monty, who just like looked at him and were like. uh hey um and he just looks right back at them until he's finally like i need to see sirius um and monty finds his words first and he's like i'm not sure that that is the best idea right now um and regulus is like i need to see him um and regulus isn't really used to hearing the word no um and he wasn't gonna start now he's very stubborn um and so he's like okay why why do you need to see him um and regulus is like i he was about to say like it's none of their business and then he's like i need to return something to him um and she's like okay what um and regulus was gonna say something else about like it's none of your business and then he's finally like fine so he reaches into his rose pockets and he pulls out the silver mirror and he's like it belongs to you right your family um, and Monty's like, yeah, that's James, um, but you can just leave it on the counter there. And he's like, no, I need to see Sirius. I need to talk to him as well. Um, and like he says this as if he's, like, having to admit something horrible. And Effie's like, I just really don't think that's, like, a great time right now. Um, if you, why don't you, if you really need to talk to him, why not just, like, come to our house in a couple of days or, like, see him at school? And he's like, no, I, um, and he's like, I need to see him now. And Monty's like about to say something else. And then Regulus is like, can you please just tell him I'm here and let him make the decision? And they're like, I don't know, man. And the exchange looks, but eventually she agrees to just tell him that Regulus is here. And then just, as he said, let Sirius make the decision. Um, and so, but Sirius, to his surprise, comes right out immediately. And he's like, what do you want? And Regulus is like, can we talk in private Um, and he's looking at Effie and Monty and Sirius is like, no. And he's like, please, Regulus says. And again, he does not do that very often. Um, and Sirius is like, fine, but leave your wand on the counter. And Regulus is like, relax, I'm not going to do it. He's like, do it. And so they do. And so they go into Effie and Monty's little room that's like only protected by a curtain. So like they can still kind of hear like what's happening, but they can't really make out Mm -hmm. what, what they're saying. Um, and from the sounds of it, it's a lot of regulus from what they can hear. And after about five minutes of talking, like, James and Remus have also made their way out of the room, looking to where Sirius, like, went, um, uh, making sure he's okay. Um, and then Lily still fo- soon follows with, like, Peter right behind her, and so it's, like, everybody <laughs> who's in still. there is, like, totally not people who, you know, are really close with them or anything. Um, and so, you know, they all, they all come out and they're all just, like, sitting there, just waiting, um, and things in in the room are getting pretty heated. They can hear Sirius, like, yelling something, and then Regulus being like, you know, I'm not like you, you know, I know that you want me, I know that you want me to be like you, but I'm just not. Um, you think because I'm the only one in the family who talks to you, it means that I don't think you're absolutely insane, but I do. Um, you need to put yourself together and think about what's best, and Sirius is like, get out, and Regulus is like, oh, I was, I was planning on it. Um, and so Regulus, like, opens the curtain very fast, and then he's like, oh my gosh, so many people are here, but just walks right past them um, with, like, standing up straight and being all proud or whatever, um, and it's it's not great. And he grabs his wand on the way out, and he doesn't look back. Um, and when the others turn to Sirius, he was just looking down at the silver mirror in his hand with, like, no readable emotion on his face. Um, and then after a second, Remus, like, takes us up towards, towards Sirius and is like, Sirius? Uh, what, what, was, what was that about? Um, and Sirius just looks up and there's just anger in his face and sarcasm. And he's like, what, that? He's like, oh, my dear brother decided to pop in and tell me he was going to be a Death Eater. Isn't that grand? And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> mm, why? What? Ugh. I thought they were just gonna go watch the Quidditch game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm mean, Emma. I'm sorry. <sighs> <sighs> we got a fun. I thought it was episode. gonna be fun. We then. got head boy and girl, Jilly. When you say it's, it's <laughs> the next episode is. Fu- <laughs> I'm sorry, Emma. <sighs> I'm just sorry. That was sad. I know it was sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Oh, I, I like this stuff though because it's when things get really interesting and drama filled, but I don't like talking about it. I like writing it. I don't like talking about it, and I know that everybody else is gonna hate it. So I am sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if I said anything the last like second half. Yeah, I don't think you said anything like either. three I you're things there. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, whenever we talk about, like, Sirius and his family, you just, (laughs) you just don't say anything at all. What am I supposed to say? Like, haha. No, okay, when I, when I was, but I didn't, I didn't even notice that until, like, Dylan was here or something, and, like, there was a moment like that where you usually would not say anything, and, like, Dylan said something, and I was like... (laughs) <laughs> like going like tell like a joke. Well, no, not telling a joke but being like dang, I hate that and just you just don't say I anything. Just don't. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm not saying it's not fine. <laughs> but it was shocking. When was it? I can't even remember who it was. But it was somebody who said something like that and it just totally took me <laughs> off guard. So, to everybody who's listening at home, uh, I got a couple of requirements uh, which is do something happy. Um, drink some water, uh, and have a good time before the next episode, because I'm so sorry to tell you, it will not be happy. (laughs) It will have, will it? Yes, it will be very good the ending is sad. It will be very happy until the end. (laughs) <laughs> and then there will be another sad episode after that, and it's just kind of not going to be fun. I'm sorry, we're entering an era. We should we should name the era so that, like, we're ready for it. Sad era. That's it? Just yep. sad era? You just, you don't want anything else? <laughs> um, I feel like that sums it up. Okay, that's fine. So we're entering sad era. This was officially first episode of sad era. Sad era will okay. continue for at least three more episodes. <laughs> We got to see Marlene. We did get to see Marlene. Um, and I feel like since I don't know how long this series is going to go, like I don't know if we're going to end it, like if doing it in college is going to be feasible, if we're going to be able to yeah. do scenes after it. Maybe maybe I can tell you guys something that's like going to maybe, maybe lift the mood, maybe add a little bit more interesting stuff, because I don't know if we're ever going to get to it. Should I just say that? I don't I don't know. Okay. So the reason that Marlene told them all that she was not a part of the order, that was not true. But I she thought she was just gonna be like a secret. Yeah, so okay. she's so she's definitely <sighs> a spy. And basically her whole thing is pretending that because her parents her parents were able to convince the death eaters that they were on their side and they were like, yeah, you're going to take our kid to be like your fighter or whatever. And so she is like their inside man for like a very long time. Um, but yeah, so she started that and until the others were in the order and even a little bit afterwards, she had to pretend that she wasn't, um, She wasn't a part of it at all, and she's just like, yeah, I, like, have a day job, and it's not true, (laughs) and they're like, there's definitely something going on here, but yeah, so that's, that's, you know, the, the truth about Marlene, because I don't know if we're ever gonna, like, get to, to war stuff, but, yeah, anyway, we can finish this out, um, thank you so much for watching and listening, even when it's sad, um, yeah, take care of the yourself. The camera left when it the was ca- sad. the camera did leave when it started getting sad. The camera said, I'm out of here. But honestly, it lasted longer than I was hoping because we did we recorded these two episodes back to back. Um so yeah. Uh sorry about that. I also I don't know when these episodes are coming out because my plan was to write and record as much as possible, but not really focus on editing and posting because I just wanna get as much stuff. done as as we can because we are leaving for college in Mm -hmm. not long (laughs) like a couple weeks um i think like 19 days yeah that's not oh gosh oh no (laughs) you know (laughs) so uh we'll figure that out um but yeah thank you so much for for watching and listening shout out to medgie wilson for the um for the music, and Metamorph Mantis for the cover art, as always, um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Bye! Bye! I love how I waved, when there's nothing to wave at, so. I'm so sorry, Emma. I really oh, a lot. Am. I know.